The book of Galatians, chapter 3 and verse 1, we'll read, God willing, nine verses of Scripture, and Lord willing, we'll continue. Uh, I haven't been able to get out of the book of Galatians, but Lord willing, we'll continue from where we left off last week. On uh, last week, we preached on the gospel. God willing, tonight, we're going to preach on the gospel in action. So we desire your prayers. The book of Galatians, chapter 3 and verse number 1, the Bible says, O foolish Galatians... Who hath bewitched you that ye should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ hath been evidently set forth crucified among you? This only what I learn of you received ye thus this only would I learn of you received ye the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith are ye so foolish, having begun in the Spirit that ye now made perfect by the flesh? Have ye suffered so many things in vain, if it be yet in vain? He, therefore, that ministereth to you by the Spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth he it by the works of the law or by the hearing of of faith, even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. And the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen through faith, preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In thee shall all nations be blessed. So then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. You may be seated. Father, good God in heaven, Lord, as we humbly bow in thy presence this hour, Father, I ask tonight, Lord God, that you'd give me unction to function. I pray tonight, God, that you'd give me oil in my lamp, trim my wick, cleanse my mind, and remove everything out of my mind and out of my heart that does not belong. And I pray tonight, dear God, Lord, that you'd help me to say what you'd have me to say and help me not to say that which you'd have me not to say. But Father, I pray tonight, dear God, that you would help us this evening with your word of God. I pray tonight, God, that you'd plant your word in our hearts and help us, Father, to be able to be better Christians, leaving the house of God, leaving the service tonight, leaving whenever that the service is over than when we came. I pray tonight, dear God, if there'd be one listening, Father, that's not in the will of God, I pray that you'd lead them into your will. Lord, if there's one tonight that doesn't know you in the pardoning forgiveness of sin, I pray tonight would be the night they pray through and ask for forgiveness. Father, I pray tonight you'd reclaim the backslider, encourage the child of God, and help us to continue in the old-time way. Lord, where the arm of flesh has failed us, I pray tonight that the Spirit of God will help us to prevail. God, we love you and thank you. In Jesus' name, together the church says, Amen. 
Last week we were again in in the book of Galatians, yet in a different chapter, but uh, we looked at the gospel and we saw the false gospel, we saw, thank God, the factual gospel, and we also saw the faithful gospel, and I sure am glad tonight for the gospel Amen. Now, just to recap, we will not re-preach that, but just to recap, the gospel simply means good news. And if you'll remember in the book of Luke, the gospel according to St. Luke in chapter number 2, whenever that the angel of the Lord appeared unto the shepherds and said, Behold, I bring unto you good tidings of great joy, for unto you this day is born in the city of David, thank God, Christ the Lord. I don't know about you tonight, but that's good news. Amen. Do you realize tonight that the Bible teaches tonight that we were all born in sin? We had no hope tonight without God. There is no hope tonight of man or woman or boy or girl making it to heaven. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory in Jesus Christ. Thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord, recognizing tonight that the gospel is the good news of the plan of salvation. The gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ. Recognize that tonight if you would. Look with me tonight here as we look in the Word of God in the book of Galatians chapter number one or chapter number three and verse number six. Look at that verse tonight if you would. Even as Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. Now let me just simply say tonight uh, the the Bible does not tell us that whenever that God revealed unto him uh, that he would bless those that bless him, that he would curse those that cursed him. Uh, The Bible does not tell us uh, that he specifically told him uh, about Jesus Christ. But look with me in the book of Genesis and if you don't want to go there, I'll read 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 these verses if you want to write them down that's fine in the book of Genesis chapter number 12 and verse number 3 using this verse number 6 out of the book of Galatians tonight we see the gospel perceived what do you mean by that or perceived what do you mean by that tonight preacher well the Bible says in uh, Genesis 12 and 3 and I will bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee and in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. In chapter 18 of the book of Genesis, in verse 18, the Bible says, seeing that Abraham uh, uh, shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations uh, of the earth shall be blessed in him. Recognize tonight, church, uh, honey, that we could not have Jesus uh, if it had. If you take Abraham off the table. Uh, well, what do you mean by that tonight? Well, do you realize tonight that Abraham is the first Hebrew? He is the first Jew. Amen. Recognize tonight that, thank God, Abraham followed God by faith. We see tonight in the book of Acts chapter 3 and verse 25, the Bible says, Ye are the prophets, or ye are the children of the prophets, and the covenant with God made with our fathers, saying unto Abraham, And in thy seed shall all the kindreds of the earth be blessed. Can I tell you tonight that I am blessed because of Abraham's obedience. Now, don't get nervous on me tonight without Abraham I I believe tonight you say preacher do you believe that God had a plan B no God didn't have a plan B it was foreordained before the heavens and the earth amen that God had a had a chosen lineage and that God had a preordained plan understand tonight the Bible teaches us tonight in the book of Galatians chapter 4 I believe it is that when the fullness of time came thank God God sent His Son made of a woman. And can I tell you tonight,
Levite, honey, that, uh, that the Jews in the Old Testament, honey, they were saved the same way that you and I are saved. Let me explain what I mean by that tonight. They were not saved by good works. They were not saved by putting money in the offering plate. How were they saved, preacher? They were saved the same way that Abraham was saved. It was counted unto Abraham. It was counted for faith. They were saved by faith. Can I tell you tonight that it's always been faith that has pleased God and it will always be faith that pleases God. When you cannot see how you're going to make it through the night, it'll be faith through that dark night that pleases God. No matter what you're going through, thank God no matter what kind of battle you're in, it'll always be faith that pleases God. And because of Abraham's faith, you and I are able to be partakers of of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You say, preacher, that's all right. Well, how about, uh, how about, uh, well, let's just think about old sister Ruth. What do you mean by that? Uh, Well, uh, Pastor John preached out of one of my favorite four chapter uh, books in the Bible, the book of Ruth, there on Sunday night. But we find according to the word of God that uh, old sister Ruth is the great grandmother, if I'm not mistaken, uh, of brother David. And you know who brother David is? Thank God tonight he is the king uh, who the Lord anointed uh, and set on the throne. And thank God tonight you and I are living in a time where we're looking for the king of king and the Lord of lords to come. Uh, and listen, the next time he comes, uh, he's not coming to planet earth. Uh, he's not coming down here to sit on the throne of David yet. Uh, But listen, a thousand and seven years could be from right now. Amen. What do you mean by that, preacher? Seven years of the tribulation. Thank God tonight. After the seven years, a thousand year millennial kingdom, the Lord Jesus comes back. Thank God after that seven year tribulation. And He sits on the throne of David. And do you know how that He's going to sit on that throne? Thank God tonight. He's going to sit on that throne. Honey, and that throne will never pass away. Why do you say that tonight, preacher? I say that because that was God's plan A. Recognize tonight that if you and I fall short, if you and I fail, if the church has to shut the doors, honey, God is still faithful. You realize tonight God's still God in spite of whatever we're going through, in spite of whatever storm we're faced with, God's still God. In spite of me backsliding, in spite of you backsliding, in spite of you closing your Bible uh, and saying I'm never reading it again. Uh, God's still God. Uh, It doesn't mean anything is going to change. God's still got a plan. uh, And the gospel uh, is still God's plan. The gospel in action. Well, preacher, what do you mean by that tonight? Well, uh, as we see tonight, let me just simply say tonight that the church was not birthed. Now listen to me closely. The church was not birthed on Pentecost. The church was empowered on Pentecost, but the church was born before that. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said, Upon this rock shall I build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Do you recall that? Do you remember what Jesus did? Whenever that He hung between heaven and earth, He hung there on the cross of Calvary. He lift up His head after He commended His Spirit into the Lord, or into God's hands, and He said, It is finished. you know what happened immediately? Thank God the church was birthed. And do you recognize tonight, as we sit here in this church on a Wednesday, 
Wednesday night, the last Wednesday in the month of September in the year 2021 of our Lord, this could be the last September that you and I are alive upon the face of the earth. This could be the last September that we had the opportunity to come to church. Hey, can I tell you tonight, the church is not an organization. The church is not a fellowship. Listen to me closely. The church is not a fellowship of the Moose Club. Amen. The church, you don't have to pay an annual due unto the church. You realize tonight, honey, what we have in the church has already been paid for. It was paid for on the cross of Calvary. Do you recognize tonight? I don't have to come to church. I get to come to church. I have an opportunity to walk through them doors. I have an opportunity to open up my black back King James Bible. I have an opportunity to raise my hand toward heaven and say thank God for the church because it is a living organism. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel in action. You want to see the gospel in action? Look around. This is the motor that makes the gospel work. Well, what do you mean by that, preacher? Brother Adam, have you gotten a report out of Sermon Audio that you've, that you've looked at recently? I haven't, if you don't mind, before this, if it'd be all right, I haven't looked at one recently. But if I'm not mistaken, we, there's been over 8,000 downloads of sermons out of this church uh, uh, just in about a year's time frame, maybe just a little longer than a year. I may be wrong with that. Uh, uh, we've reached over 23 countries, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and we've reached uh, all the way to the West Coast here in the United States uh, uh, where there's a lot of places uh, where they're saying you can't go to church because of COVID. you got to shut the doors. You've got to meet on the parking lot. But the church is still alive. You realize tonight the virus, it may affect you and I, but the virus does not affect the gospel. Do you realize? Amen. You say, preacher, i got a vaccine for that. You can get a vaccine. Okay? If you want to get a vaccine, get a vaccine. You say, preacher, I need a booster shot. Get five of them if you need to. But that does not affect the gospel. Do you realize tonight I may be on a ventilator before the morning but the gospel is still alive. I may be dead by nighttime, but the gospel is still alive. You may not be able to wake up and see the sunrise in the morning, but the gospel is still alive. The gospel is not dead. The gospel is still alive. And the gospel still works. Preacher, what is the gospel? God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Do you realize tonight if you and I got what we deserved, it would not be the gospel. But God loved you in spite of who you were. Born in sin. Living in iniquity. We were absolutely vile. But the gospel allowed Jesus to die for you and I to go to heaven. The gospel still works. And the gospel in action, thank God tonight, the gospel according uh, to St. Mark in chapter 1, verse 1, the gospel received. We saw the gospel perceived by Brother Abraham, but look with me in the book of Mark, chapter 1. We see the Bible says, the beginning of the gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the, do you recognize it did not say a, Son of God, 
but it says the Son of God. Jesus does not have a bunch of brothers born by the same father. Well, what do you mean tonight, preacher? I want you to understand tonight, if you're looking for another way to heaven, you will not find another way to heaven. Jesus Himself said, I, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man coming to the Father but by Me. You realize tonight He had a half-brother named James, but James cannot get you to heaven. He had a half-brother named Joseph, Jose, but he cannot get you to heaven. Do you realize tonight the only way that we can get to heaven is not through Mary, it's not through the Catholic Church, it's not through Union Valley. Amen, neighbor. It is through the, the Lord Jesus Christ. It is the only way for a man or a woman, a boy or a girl to get to heaven. And that is the gospel. He said the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in the prophets, Behold, I send my messengers before thy face, which shall prepare thy way before Thee, the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Listen to this. And this is, this is John the Baptist. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make his paths straight. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight, church? I'm just simply saying that John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus here on earth, but Jesus was from everlasting unto everlasting. Amen. He always has been and He always will be. The gospel was not something where God the Father and God the Son and God the Holy Ghost was sitting around one day shooting dice and said, I think we'll go with this plan. The gospel has always been God's plan. And the gospel has always been God's will. You say, preacher, uh, what about me? I do good works. I, I give money to every organization that needs it. That's not good enough to get you into heaven. Do you realize tonight that the gospel declares that Jesus Christ is the Son of God? And the Bible teaches tonight that Jesus Christ is the Lamb slain before the foundations of the world. And He is absolutely the only way for you and I to get to heaven the gospel received we also see in the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1 verse 14 and 15 we see the gospel believed brother Adam did you find that what, what, will you tell us what those numbers are Thirty-one states in the U.S. have been reached by this church in 24 countries. Over 12,000 different people have listened to sermons or Sunday school teachings out of this little church. Doesn't that sound like it's part of God's plan? I mean, it'd be real easy, don't get me wrong, it'd be real easy for us just to close up the checkbook It'd be real easy for us to turn off a row of lights and say, okay, everybody, we want you to move to the first five rows. It'd be real easy for us to walk over to the thermostat and say, well, let's, let's, let's adjust it two or three degrees to save a few dollars. I mean, it'd be real easy for us to say, well, we're not going to buy the new camera system. 
It'd be real easy for us to say, well, we're not going to have the carpets clean. It'd be real easy for us to say, we're not going to buy disinfectant. If you want disinfect, you buy your own. But listen to me tonight. We need to do whatever we have to do to keep the doors of the house of God open, to keep the gospel going out, to keep the gospel preached, because it is the will of God. The gospel is an action word. You understand tonight what an action word is? It's a verb. Thank God tonight the gospel is on the move. And do you realize tonight that one day whenever heaven and earth shall pass away, God's word will still be alive because of the gospel. Preacher, do you really believe that? I believe that if the Lord Jesus Christ tarries His coming and I live until I'm 88 years old and I die of eating too many fried eggs and fried bologna sandwiches and they bury me up on the hill behind the church, I believe the gospel will keep going on. Now let me say something as respectfully as I can. And I do not believe I do I say any disrespect with this statement. I have lost. There's been uh, uh, Brother Steve Mose, Brother Rocky, who used to come over here. What was Brother Rocky's last name? Can you remember it? Brother Rocky, dear minister of the Word of God, he used to come over here and he would bring a notepad, wouldn't he, Steve? And he would take notes. And I mean, preach for years and years. I heard him preach uh, up on Campbell's Creek whenever I was a young Christian. He died and the gospel keeps going. Uh, Brother Don Blackwell, thank God for that dear man of God and the example he lived. Uh, he preached throughout this country. He preached revival after revival after revival. He died and the gospel kept going. Brother Roy Mose, dear man of God pastored this church right here for 20 years he died and the gospel kept going and when you and I die the gospel will keep going do you realize tonight that my flesh will fail me that Jesus never fail me do you realize my spirit will fall flat and feel like I just can't go on but there's something in me that says you can do all things through Christ Jesus you realize tonight the gospel is still alive we've got missionaries tonight in Mexico we've got uh, uh, missionaries in Honduras we've got a local missionary here in the Canal Valley we've got a missionary uh, uh, Haiti who just left here somebody say that word that country Paraguay so we've got those missionaries out there and do you recognize tonight Sarah, didn't you just get a message from, uh, uh, say his name? Okay. <laughs> we t- Preacher, bless you, Sarah. I agree. He goes by John. Preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying tonight while you and I are living here in our air-conditioned climate, while we're living here with LED bulbs and light fixtures, while we're living here with Appalachian power burning the coal and providing you and I the comforts of home, while you and I are living and sitting on padded pews, there are men and women gathering together in a house church in China under the secrecy because...
because that the government wants to kill them. You know what's going on? The gospel is alive. And the gospel, thank God, the engine of the gospel is still moving. The wheels of the gospel is still turning. Thank God the motor of the gospel is still humming. And when you and I fall short, the gospel will still be going. The gospel in action. I love to go to Cass Scenic Railroad and get on that train. And that dear engineer, he'll, I mean, he'll adjust that throttle. And that black smoke and them embers will come back and hit you in the face. Make you realize you should have set two or three cars back from there. Yeah, but you had to sit up front, didn't you? And that engine will start. It's a scent. And them wheels will start to spin. And he'll put some sand on those rails to where he gets some action. And you look down the tracks and you see car after car after car after car with people on it. Recognizing they're not getting to the top of the hill by their own strength. Thank you Lord. They're not getting to the top of the hill by their own power. But they're getting to the top of the hill because there's an engine on the front that's pulling the load. And do you know tonight when you can't go another mile and thank God there's one that's pulling the load. When you can't make it to the top on your own there's one that's making the way. All we've got to do is get in behind him and say, Jesus, follow. Help me to follow you. Lead me where you'll have me to go. The gospel will absolutely remain in action after we're laying in the grave. You say, preacher, do you really believe that? Job spoke about the skin worms devouring his flesh. But he said, yet he knew that in his last day, he would see God. You say, preacher, do you believe Job knew the Lord Jesus Christ? No, but I believe he was following Him in faith. Amen. Yeah. He said, for in my last day, the re he said, my Redeemer liveth. Amen. Well, preacher, what are you saying tonight? I'm simply saying tonight because of Job's faith, what he lost in chapter 1, chapter 2, he gained back in chapter 40. And the Bible teaches that the latter end of Job was better than the beginning. God doubled everything Job lost. Do you understand tonight that God didn't save you for you to close the door and sit on the side and say, okay, let somebody else do it? Yeah. God didn't save you for you to take your shoes off and for you to kick back and just say, well, all right, Lord, you've done good for me. Now let's see somebody else do it. Every single one of God's children, men and women, boys and girls, who are blood-bought, born again, no matter if they're two years old or 102 years old, is still expected for the gospel to continue on. You say, preacher, you spoke about those missionaries. You had Brother Adam give that report on sermon audio. Uh, but preacher, that's, that's good, and I'm glad that the church is doing that, but I haven't done a thing to contribute. Have you paid your church tithes faithfully? Yeah. Yeah. You say, well, what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying if you have been obedient to the Word of God, then you are contributing to what the Gospel is doing right here at Union Valley. 
Understand tonight, there's no big eyes, There's no little use. We're all the same. Man or woman, black or white, Jew or Greek, we're all the same in the eyes of God. Recognize that. It'll help you, I promise you. You say, preacher, you just don't know what He's done to me. Do you realize what I've done to God? And He forgave me. You realize what you've done to God? And He forgave you. Amen. Well, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying tonight that the gospel in action is God's will. God's gospel is not a noun. A noun is a a person, place, or thing. Is that right? But a verb is an action. God's gospel is an action. It's a verb. You know, there's more for us to do, Union Valley. I mean, don't get me wrong. This, this virus has got me discouraged, but God's got me encouraged. I mean, you realize that sometimes, uh, Brother Denny and Mary and I were talking out on the parking lot this evening. As a matter of fact, I, I had, had the very same thought, Brother Denny and Sister Mary, if, you're, if you can hear me now, uh, I had the very same thought earlier this week in study and preparation for something else that sometimes if you look at the Word of God, you look in the Old Testament, you look in even parts of the New Testament, God would send those plagues to get His people to wake up. God would send famines to get His people to wake up. And He says, Harden not your heart as in the day of provocation. Yeah, God called them a stiff-necked generation. You know what we are? We're a stiff-necked generation. All we have truly done for the last two years, 19 months, 22 months, however long it's been, is we started out, our hearts were soft, everybody was afraid. Well, maybe the Lord's coming back. Maybe Well, the Lord is coming back. Nothing has changed other than we have gotten a little bit closer to being over our fear and our hearts have gotten a little harder. Oh, preacher, not me. Really? Really, not you. I remember meeting here, Pastor John and I met here, and whichever singers were scheduled, and we wouldn't have any more than five. Is that right, Pastor? Five. In the sanctuary, running the sound, opening the service, running the service. Sometimes whoever was running the service was also running the sound. Because we couldn't have everybody, because everybody was afraid. Well, somehow we've kind of gotten a little little more uh, self-confident. Remember what the scripture said. He said, if my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Remember that scripture? Everybody's praying, but we've missed the humbling part. We've forgotten that in order for us to get our prayers answered, we've got to humble ourselves. Didn't James, you say, preacher, that's Old Testament. What about James? James said that if we'll humble ourselves in the sight of the Lord, that, we, that He would lift us up. That if we'll draw nigh to God, resist the devil, that He'll flee from you. You realize tonight, if we've ever needed the gospel more, we need the gospel now. If we've ever needed God's help more, we need God's help more tonight than we've ever needed God's help before. Let me try to hurry up and get through this. 
We've seen the gospel perceived, we see the gospel received, but look here in the gospel according to St. Mark chapter 1, verse 14 and 15, we see the gospel believed. Now after that John was put in prison, how many of you think God was foreordained of God? Yeah. Well, let, let me just, before I can even preach this point, and I'll try to hurry up, I promise you. I, I quoted to you just a little bit ago concerning the Lord Jesus Christ when, when it, where the scripture says in Galatians chapter 4 he said, uh, uh, he said that uh, when the fullness of time was come God sent forth His Son made of a woman. Remember that scripture? There was a preordained time for the Lord Jesus Christ to come on the face of this earth. Jesus was not an accident. Hello? He was not an accident. So if Jesus came in a foreordained time frame, then so did John. What do you mean? Remember his mommy and daddy? Remember Elizabeth and Zechariah? Remember they tried to have a child and they could not have a child? His daddy was in... Uh, the temple, he was doing his part. He was doing the incense at the altar of incense. And then he turned and looked and there was the angel of God. And what happened? His daddy kind of argued with the angel. How can this thing be? You know, he, he was saying, My, she's well, she's, uh, she, <laughs> help me Lord. <laughs> he was saying she was aged, Okay. <laughs> You know what the Lord did? The angel smote him quiet, dumb, not able to speak. Well, preacher, what are you saying? John came in the spirit of Elias, Elijah. Amen. I'm still in the book, by the way. Yeah. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this? This dear man of God who had his loins covered with camel skin. He would eat locust, wild locust and honey. He didn't go down to Piggly Wiggly and get a can of, or a jar of fresh canned honey. I believe he'd reach back in the hive and get it himself. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this? Because this dear men of God, he would preach right at you no matter what sinful nature you were living in. He would call the politicians and the leaders of that day and age, he would call it like it is. No matter who it upset. So this dear man of God, he preached the word of God. But look, look at this. In chapter 1, verse 14. Now after John was put in prison, the book of Mark. Now after that John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Look at this next statement. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Preacher, why are you sharing this with us tonight about uh, John the Baptist? Because remember when he was put in prison? He saw the Lord Jesus. Remember he looked up and he said, Behold the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. He was confident. Remember way back there when he was in his mommy's belly? Whenever he heard the salutation of Mary, he leaped within her belly because the Holy Ghost got a hold of him. 
He climbed up her vocal cords. I believe Brother Cody Zorn said, if I'm not mistaken, Brother Jeff, climbed up her, her vocal cords and he cried out, It is him uh, talking about Jesus. Uh, yet when he was cast into prison, he sent his disciples unto the Lord Jesus. He was doubting. He was discouraged. And the Lord Jesus told His disciples, said, you go tell John. The deaf receive their hearing. The blind receive their sight. The dead are raised and given life again. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this tonight? No matter how gloom and doom that it looks out here in this world we're living in, we've seen it here in West Virginia. I believe it's over a thousand new numbers of positive cases today again, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm close. I'm few more. Well, preacher, why are you saying this tonight? Because if we look at what's going on in the media, we can get depressed. We can just absolutely get so discouraged and say, when is this going to be over? Maybe God's trying to get our attention. Maybe God's trying to say, you know, the gospel still works. Remember the gospel. By His stripes, we are the gospel still works. Preacher, why are you telling us this tonight? I want you to know tonight, Jesus told, He said, Repent ye and believe the gospel. The book of Acts chapter 15 and verse 7, And when, when there had been much disputing, Peter rose up and said unto them, Men and brethren, ye know how that a good while ago God made a choice among us that the Gentiles, that you and I, by the mouth should hear the word of the gospel and believe. You know, when you got saved, you didn't get saved by Reader's Digest. You didn't get saved by the TV guide. And I hate to upset you, but you didn't get saved by some line that somebody read or somebody quoted on the Hallmark Channel. Uh-oh. When you got saved, you got saved the same way I got saved. By the gospel. By the word of God. By God revealing unto you and to me that His Son, thank God, was born of a virgin, lived 33 and a half years. Thank God. You say, preacher, is that real? Yeah, that's real. He lived 33 and a half sinless years, had no sin, no guile was even found within His mouth. He took my sin and your sin. And when He died on the cross of Calvary, you know what He did? He paid for your sin. He paid for my sin. His blood was shed for the gospel's sake. For your sake. One more place I'm going to go. Matthew 24 and verse 14. We've seen the gospel perceived. We've seen the gospel received. We see the gospel believed. But I want you to look at this. Matthew 24 and 14, we're going to see the gospel achieved. This is in words of red. This is the Lord Jesus. The Bible says, now keep in mind, let's keep in mind the context of Matthew 24. Talking about all of these famines, all of these peerless situations, wars and rumors of wars. Earthquakes in divers places. You remember the scripture I'm talking about? 
Oh, look at verse 14. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations. And then shall the end come. Preacher, why are you telling us this tonight? Because we're not done. There's some tribe in South America. We had some friends that went on a, a mission trip for a couple of weeks. And they went up the Amazon River by boat. And all they ate was peanut butter and jelly for the time period that they were there. And they went into these tribes. And they presented the gospel. The same gospel you and I are listening to tonight. They presented the gospel to those tribes people. Who had never heard about Jesus Christ. Their God was a little statue that they would kill themselves for. Their God, they worshipped the sun. They worshipped the rain. But the gospel was presented. I forget how many. There were a triple digit number of people that were saved by that missionary trip alone. Well, preacher, why are you telling us this? Because the scripture teaches us tonight for the gospel to be achieved, the gospel has to go into all nations. And you know what? This ministry right here at Union Valley, Brother Adam is heading up, and I thank God for that ministry. You know what the gospel's doing? It's leaving these four walls. It's leaving this microphone. Regardless if it's you preaching, or if it's me preaching, if it's you singing, it surely ain't me singing. The gospel is still going out. 